Welcome to Fitchix Chat. Today's episode is brought to you by Keto Breathalyzer. We spend so much time guessing what to eat for best results, when to eat, and are overwhelmed by reading and hearing so much conflicting information, it's exhausting. Here's the thing though, not everybody's the same. So while eating at certain times might prove to be effective for your BFF, those times might not work for you and vice versa. If you're ready to finally take the guesswork out of it and have your body actually tell you when you're in a state of ketosis, then listen up. Today's episode is sponsored by Keto, the most scientifically proven and designed tool to help you discover when you're in a state of ketosis. This tool is amazing if you follow the keto diet as it will help you understand your own body so much more clearly. Not on the keto train yet? Remember, keto is not just for weight loss. It also helps with inflammation, preventing long-term diseases, and so much more. Please visit www.getketo.com forward slash fitchix, www.getketo.com forward slash fitchix, and use promo code fitchix to save 20% off your very own keto breathalyzer kit today. Listen, being better is hard. In fact, being better is a pain in the butt, but better is always worth it. Our friends at Zone Perfect make purposeful nutrition for people who are always looking for that next level up. Whether you're on keto, follow a low-carb lifestyle, or want to increase protein, Zone Perfect has you covered with tasty bars and shakes. With no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners, and no added sugar, these bars are sweetened with organic stevia, so make sure that you shop today. You can find Zone Perfect products on Amazon and at zoneperfect.com. Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn, and on today's podcast, Laura Jackson is not joining me because instead I have a very special guest. I have Shelby from Fit as a Mama Bear. Hi, Shelby. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I can't complain, except it's really cold here, so I can kind of complain a little. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cold kind of everywhere, unless you're in like California, maybe. <laughs> oh, I wish. Yeah. Um, so... Guys, I am really excited to have Shelby join me today because we are talking about something. We were actually just talking offline about some stuff that I'm very passionate about, as you all know, and it turns out that she feels the exact same way or very similar that I do, and we're going to be talking about some of those things and specifically talking about moms and health and wellness and kind of like how to fit this all in and how to make sense of this all, especially as a new mom, or even if you've been a mom for, you know, you've got teenagers in the house, but you're still feeling this kind of pressure. We're going to be talking all about that today. Yay. Yeah. So, um, Shelby, I just want to start off by asking you, my first question is just like, how do you define the word fit and like fitness? Because I think there's such a like idea behind what fitness looks like. What's kind yeah. of your definition of that? So this question kind of makes me laugh because a couple of weeks ago, I actually posted this exact question to my Twitter following just to see the different versions of what fit is. Cool. But my personal definition is honestly being able to keep up with my kids. So the reason that I am a fitness junkie is simply that I want to be able to run and crawl and lift and play tag and run beside a bike when they want me to. I just don't 
ever want to tell them that I can't do something. So to me, being fit is being able to do the things that you love without any injury (laughs) or any of that kind of not fun stuff. So being able to do all the things that you love and not being too stressed out about it. Cool. I like that. And what do you think about the idea of you know, when you were saying like other people were having other opinions of what fit is to them. I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, of course, but I do know, and we were talking about this just recently, just you and I, is, you know, a lot of people's idea of fit, being fit means having a six pack. What is your thoughts on that? So this one makes me a bit eye twitchy. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I so I was the skinny fat girl. I was super super tiny throughout my teens, my early twenties, and people assume that super tiny means fit. At the time, I think I weighed I want to say around like one ten. So like I mean tiny. I couldn't carry a case of beer. I was a heavy smoker. I lived off of McDonald's and pizza pockets and I don't think I could have walked up a flight of stairs. But if you looked at me, people would think that I was fit. So the reason this makes me so honestly just bat crap crazy is that having (laughs) a six pack or being small is like there's no indicator of health at all from an aesthetic appearance. Mm -hmm. You can be quote unquote healthy at a variety of different sizes and weights and heights and body types. So a six pack is pointless. It is like, it, it's great. If you have a six pack or if you are striving for a six pack, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. If you want to go for aesthetics, that's great. But it is a, an aesthetic based thing. It has zero relevance on whether or not you are actually healthy or capable to do any of the things that you like. So it's easy to diet down. Anyone can diet down and get lean enough for a temporary period of time. I actually used to coach figure competitors, which is funny because it's so far out of what I love now. (laughs) That Um, is, yeah, it's a complete opposite. (laughs) Oh, completely. But it's easy. It's easy to diet down. But those looks just are, they're irrelevant. They're short and they're short lived most of the time. Yeah. (laughs) Especially if you're having to do that restrictive diet and everything else. And I know Laura, my business partner, she's talked a lot about that because she did a figure competition, um, once just to kind of challenge her body, see what it was about. And she also wanted that aesthetic just for once in her life to just kind of have that feeling. And like, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking for her right now, but I remember like, I remember going out with her that night afterwards and she was like (laughs) eating chicken wings and she's like, I guarantee I'm going to wake up tomorrow. No more six pack. (laughs) You know, like, yeah. And it was like three days later or something. It was gone. (laughs) You're normally looking at a four hour period of that, like body pump physique. And within a week you are, well, normally bloated because people don't plan for post comp very well. They think they focus on that one hour time where they've dieted down, but they don't, they don't reverse diet and redo their metabolism. So their body pretty much hates them and you end up bloated and (laughs) cramping because you just ate all the things that you denied yourself of the last like four months. Yeah. You just feel like hog wild on it. (laughs) I've done the diet down thing for a six pack and it's so not worth it ever. (laughs) To be perfectly honest, it makes me crabby. I don't like to diet at all. I like having a drink when I want to drink. That's normally the first thing that yeah. has to go. And just exercise volume wise, it's not, my body doesn't like to have a crazy six pack. It'll stay lean, but it doesn't like a six pack. So to get to that point for me requires so much effort and it's yeah. just never worth it. I think I'm going to like call this podcast, the <laughs> six packs, not worth it. Podcast Do it. <laughs> All right. Now, so the next thing I want to talk to you about, and I know that this is something that you get fired up about and so do I, is as a mom, so we're going to shift our focus a little bit. Thank you for your opinion on like the 
um, sort of <laughs> stuff because I, I do, I just love chatting with you and I love hearing about that. But in terms of being a mom, I remember after having my daughter feeling this insane amount of pressure to quote unquote bounce back. This whole idea behind, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong if that's your feelings around what you want. But my problem is, is the pressure that is put on women to be back in their, you know, um, pre-baby weight or pre-baby body or whatever it is after you've had this miraculous thing happen, which is giving birth to a human being. And I remember feeling this pressure though. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like so overwhelming. And I was dieting really hard, but then I was also breastfeeding. I breastfed for um, 13 months and I was like tired, exhausted, trying to work out, trying to build, like still work my business in between being a new mom, trying to figure it all out. And I was like, holy smokes, this is insane. And now I've realized, I'm like, you know what? I never really did do the quote unquote bounce back. I never got back to exactly where I was, but I really don't actually care. Like I'm super healthy. I'm super strong and like, I'm good, you know, but I have, I have a very strong sense of like how I feel in my body. I know a lot of people get really overwhelmed by that. What are your thoughts on the whole bounce back mentality and this huge, especially on social media, I find it's this huge push around it. So I feel like I'm going to get really long-winded here, so I apologize <laughs> in advance. This is a hot topic for me too, and I think that my mindset has changed a lot. I have two girls now, mm-hmm. and my mindset after my first babe was a little bit more aesthetic-based. Yeah. I wanted to... I'm in the fitness industry too. I wanted to look a certain way, perform a certain way, and I got very angry postpartum that my body didn't all of a sudden develop all my strength goals back. (laughs) Right. Um, And it was frustrating in terms of aesthetics. I think that everybody is different in, in that way. And I really despise the words bounce back for a couple of reasons. One, no matter you can get to your pre-pregnancy weight, you can be stronger, you can be leaner, but your body is never going to be the exact same as it was before you had babies. Mm -hmm. It is not your, your structure is different. So bouncing, there's nothing to bounce back to. You can be amazing and you can be gorgeous and you can be all of, the above, but you're never going to be the exact same. So I think it's finding a new comfort zone that would be a better thing to strive for. Because if you set yourself up to bounce back and it doesn't happen, you're setting yourself up for failure. And that like, that's not a fun feeling either. The other reason I hate it is, is because of the pressure. So you've just had a baby and you are trying to figure out life and breastfeeding or pumping or formula feeding and sleep schedules and you're tired and you're freaking ravenous and your body's already not doing, doing things that you normally wouldn't want it to do and everything feels funny. Yeah. And your priority should be losing your stomach. Like it, it's terrible to tell new moms that that's where their priority should be because Mm -hmm. the truth is your priority should be on keeping your baby alive (laughs) snuggling and trying to down as much coffee as possible. (laughs) I just don't, I don't like the shift. And I have a client right now who just had her first baby, um, six weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And she's, she was always a little bit overweight. We worked hard to kind of reverse an eating disorder and get her down to a healthy weight. She got pregnant. Now she's six weeks postpartum and she's like I just underestimated how hard it is to lose weight postpartum 
So she is six weeks, six weeks. Yeah. Is nothing like, it's I'm like a blink. She's already, yeah. yeah. And when you, I know it sounds really corny, but you spent 10 months growing a baby, watching yeah. your body change and we expect it to just revert back like an elastic weeks after birth. And it's just so impractical mm-hmm. and it's not fair to moms. It's like, it's, it's a ridiculous mindset. And I think it just sets all of us up to be something that we're not and to judge ourselves even more than anything because we haven't bounced back or we aren't performing the same way. It's and where a, do you think, where do you think most of that pressure comes from? Do you think it comes from just like, cause I see it a lot on social media. I don't, I don't spend a ton of time on social media, but I do see it a lot. Um, and then I also, my feelings are that a lot of it just comes from like celebrity like mentality, like this whole, like the celebrities that are out there that are like, you know, showing off their post baby bodies and all that kind of stuff and being praised for it in a big way in the media. I think it's both. I think you're right. It's a celebrity thing. Social media is brutal for it to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a pin that goes around and I see it every so often and it's a (laughs) pregnant belly. So lady's got to be like nine months pregnant. And the quote on the pin is how to have a belly only pregnancy. And it makes me so (laughs) face punchy. Every time I see it, I just want to delete the pin because it's so impractical that that's our focus. Even while we're pregnant is not to gain weight. So the stage of your life, when you literally are supposed to gain weight, your body is supposed to be changing. We're trying to halt mother nature. Like it just it makes zero sense. And we're already setting ourselves up for failure because that belly doesn't immediately go away. Yeah. It just like, so I get a little bit frustrated there. I think it comes a lot from social media though. I get, it's funny with my first, with my first babe and my goals are a little bit more aesthetic based. I didn't mind seeing new mom. Some moms lose the right weight really easy. It's just their body type. That's yeah. how it works. And that's fantastic. But I didn't mind seeing that with my first. And then with my second, it took me a lot longer to get back to my lifting goals and kind of where I felt more comfortable. And I remember being so frustrated at seeing all these moms holding their babes and they have a six pack at like six, eight weeks postpartum. And like, that's great. If that's your body type, that's awesome. But that wasn't motivational to me at all. And so Mm -hmm. I think with my second, it definitely took a little bit longer but I've learned way more from kind of taking that journey and just calming it down. That's not the focus when you have littles. It's just not. By all means, strive to be healthy and strive to keep up with them and have enough energy to do all the things you want to. To survive. (laughs) Yeah. And I get wanting to look a certain way too. I just think that in the immediate stages of postpartum, that it's a terrible focus that we set new moms up for. Agreed. No, I completely agree with you. And I'm glad that you went on that rant because I I just, (laughs) I think that more people need to be saying this out loud. Like it needs to be just like, we need to, you know, it's the same thing. It's it's the same thing that I feel about a lot of different things within the fitness industry and the health industry, you know, like when they say that trainers have to look a certain way or that you have to be this or you have to eat a certain thing or you have to, like, I'm just like, no, it's all BS guys. Like all of it's BS. It's like, what works for you? And you will, like, if it works for you, you will inspire others because not everybody is inspired by the same thing either. So, well, and again, coming back to body types, like there's not one body type that says you're healthy. 
Exactly. Like that just everyone has a different body type and you can be strong as hell at a variety of different body types. There's not one particular one that says you have nice arms, so you must be healthier than this person over. Like it just, it, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> now as a fit mama bear, I know um, that you stay active and you know, one of the things that's really important to you is to be active and to be able to keep up with your kids. What do you do on a regular basis on a daily basis in order to maintain that fitness level for yourself? all the things. No. <laughs> so I, I'm a strength trainer at heart. I love lifting really, really heavy weights. That's kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. The girls, the truth is I work out a lot to stay sane. <laughs> like I find for me starting my day with a workout makes me a little bit more patient, a little bit more me focused mm-hmm. and a little bit less just twitchy and all over the place. So we get up and both my girls do a workout with me in the gym. Mm-hmm. And we do that Monday through Friday. I originally started when my oldest went to school, we kind of started taking that away and they both got really upset that we weren't doing a workout. (laughs) (laughs) And how old are your girls again? Two and four. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. So they're in the gym with me Monday through Friday, swinging on TRX straps and rings and doing some sumo walks with bands. Yeah. So we are fairly active, whether that's a 15 minute workout or a 30 minute workout. It honestly just depends on the vibe of the morning because that changes day to day. Of course. So we do, we do that. We're outside a lot. We do live in Canada, um, Mm -hmm. but we're outside a lot. So we stay active quite a bit that way. I'm just not one to sit around again. It makes me a little bit twitchy. (laughs) So the biggest way that I stay fit, and I know this sounds so corny, but it's that I involve my girls in doing it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our workouts are playtime. We go down and I'll do exercises while they swing on rings or we'll go outside and we'll have little mini contests or will my daughter just learned to bike this past year. So I jog beside her with the dog while she bikes. Yeah. So I don't, I don't keep it separate from them. I think my biggest goal in life is that they grow up thinking that fitness is fun and not a punishment. Yeah. So when we're in the gym where we're we're doing workouts, we are laughing and we're normally taking a break for potty breaks or stories or (laughs) breakfast, whatever else can come, can make and think up. But I want them to understand that chasing goals is really fun and it requires hard work and determination, but it should be fun. Exercise Mm -hmm. should never be used as a punishment for what I ate or how my body looks or how I feel about my body. Mm -hmm. I go into the gym with them because it's really fun to be strong. That's cool. I really like that. I really like the, I mean, I agree with you. It's one thing that's really important to me with my daughter too, is that, you know, I watch my vocabulary. I watch the the way that I act and react. I don't look at my body in a negative way in front of her or in, you know, try to at all, but (laughs) there are moments that I have privately, but I mean, it's, it's like, I'm very mindful of that. And then even with my workouts, I, like I was saying to you offline, I do my workouts in the gym sometimes. Most of the time they end up being at home. And when they're at home, she does them with me and she's three. She just turned three. So she's like right in between your two. And yeah. And it's like, she does them with me and she's so funny when she does them. Cause yeah. she'll be like, you know, doing jumping jacks, which are, they're hilarious. <laughs> Seeing her try to, to do it. Oh, totally. And she it's does squats. And, yeah. And we play tag and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. And I, I find that that's the stuff that's like, you know, we're both being active, we're both moving and she loves it. And she's the same in the sense that being, being like someone, she loves to be outside. She just got a training wheel bike in the summer, last summer. And so she was the same, like she wanted to be on her bike sometimes, like 
it, she would like cry her eyes out if we had to come inside. I'm like, we've been on the bike for three hours. Like it's three hours. Yep. So we need to go inside and eat something. <laughs> but I think that's an important lesson itself too. And I wish, I so wish that more mamas would understand that it's not just about structured gym time. Like I work out yeah. honestly because I enjoy it. I, that is what I do. Totally. But being fit is a, is more, is moving. Like just move your body. And if that's tag or you enjoy running or you enjoy biking or climbing or mm -hmm. having dance offs, it doesn't matter. Just be active in general. And yeah. your kids pick up on that. Like that's the best lesson you can give to them too, is that not all things activity wise need to be structured. They can mm -hmm. just be play and fun. <laughs> and they can just be going for walks. It's one of my favorite things that we do every day is just go for a walk. I mean, we're in Canada too, so sometimes it's a little too cold or a little too snowy this past weekend. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah we it's... Have a high, yeah. We have a high-energy Aussie dog. Um, oh. so, the, so she gets about, I think, about 12K a day. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my gosh. It's insane. So we started walking my four-year-old just started JK this year. So we walk her to and from school and like she walks with me. Yeah. So yeah, that's fun. No, I love it. That's awesome. And now what would you say like the biggest thing is that most moms that you work with struggle with? Um, I know that like normally they're telling me it's always time. And we were talking about this earlier and I think, you know, it's because this mentality that you think you have to do a workout for an hour. So being that that's the case, how do you suggest to moms, A, to like get over that mindset, but then also B, like when they say like, I just don't have time, I can't fit it all in. And like, if people are saying, but you have to, you have to, you have to, like, what do you say to that to your clients to help them kind of ease into this new world, this new space, or maybe they've been a mom for years, but they're still just struggling with that. Yeah. So that's a tricky one to be perfectly honest. I think every situation is a little bit different depending on your goals and how, how much you want to achieve them. So I know that sounds really weird, but no. <laughs> the, thing, the thing with time is the biggest obstacle and it's the biggest obstacle with me too. I run two and a half businesses from home. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and it's just bloody chaos. Mm -hmm. um, now for us, it works to get up early. My girls have always been early birds. So if we're up for me, why wouldn't I do a workout? For a lot of people, that doesn't work. And telling people to give up the 45 minutes of sleep when they've been up three times a night, I don't think it's practical, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. So the biggest thing I like moms to understand first is that not all workouts need to be in a gym, nor do they need to be a specific amount of time. So I'm a big fan of kind of working with what you've got. Mm -hmm. And if that means you have 15 minutes before dinner while your kids are watching TV, See what you can squeeze in. Any little thing is going to be better than nothing. Mm -hmm. If it comes down to a full-on fatigue thing, I'd say address fatigue first. Because the truth is, is overly exerting your body when your body has zero recovery isn't going to benefit you. Definitely. So in that case, focus on just moving. So focus on going for walks, focusing on playing with the kids. Try not, don't worry about structure for the time being. Mm -hmm. When you get to a point where you do have some recovery and you have a serious goal that you want to achieve, it does, there's no perfect time to work out. So some days you're going to have to be a little bit adaptable, meaning if you normally do your workout in the morning, but it doesn't happen, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Maybe there's another time of the day that you can fit it in. Like it doesn't always have to be at 6 a.m. for 45 minutes, four days a week, and that's yeah. the only time things can happen. 
And if it doesn't, yeah. And if it doesn't happen, then it's like a write-off or something like that. Yeah. Because a lot of people get in that mindset, right? It's like the the all or nothing mentality. And it doesn't, it's the same with hitting the gym. Like I haven't worked out in a gym in seven, eight years to be perfectly honest. (laughs) I I have a wicked setup at home because I do take clients at home. But the truth is I worked out for four years at home with a kettlebell and TRX and resistance bands. Like you, there's no rule book that says you need to go to the gym at a specific time. So some days it's going to be a 15 minute workout and that's awesome. And some days when you have more time, it's going to be a 30 minute workout. But I'd say that the bulk of your activity should come from being active and not just workouts. Love it. That was long winded. Sorry. (laughs) No, no, I totally, I totally love it though. And I agree with you. And I think it is, it's getting out of the mentality of like, it has to be an hour. It has to be in a gym setting you and I were saying like, you don't work out in a gym. I work out in a gym, like maybe twice a week. The rest of the time I work out at home and that's just for convenience, right? I, I like, I need everything to be as convenient as possible in my life. And it's the best way for me to make sure that I still get it in. But it's also, you know, when you were, I love what you were saying too. Like, even if your kids are like, you know, before dinner, you have 15 minutes or something. When my daughter was born and even now there's days where like my days get, you know, I call them that they get hijacked. Like they get totally just sidetracked and they get stolen away from me in some, in some days. And like, um, what I end up doing is I'll just do like, while I'm cooking and I'm like, Oh, I'm waiting for the water to boil. I'll just start doing squats in my kitchen. And I know that seems weird. And like, if my husband walks in, he's like, you're so weird, but I'm like, no, it's like, it's at least that if I do a hundred squats, it's better than no squats. That's exactly. my mentality on everything I do. It's like, if I do this, it's better than zero of any, but it is convenience too. Like the thing is, is we, again, we set moms up for failure thinking that they have to go to the gym. If you have kids, by the time you arrange for childcare, pack everyone up, pack your gym bag, scrape the snow off your car, go to the gym. <laughs> or my, like, this sounds terrible. To me. <laughs> it's like versus a whole these, other chore. <laughs> it is. Versus, and you're supposed to do that multiple times a week. Like who's going to stay consistent to that? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you can hang out in your pajamas and do some squats while you tickle a toddler, like what sounds more appealing there? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Now, now how do you, how do you help like your clients that you work with? Um, like, do you develop plans for them for at home? Do you, or, or is it based on what they're, what they prefer? Yeah. So a lot of my clients actually only see me once a week in person. Now, a lot of my stuff's done more online. So what we do is they see me once a week or even once a month and we go over their new programs or they have time once a week to come in for a decent sweat session. But I pro I normally program them one gym option. If they do want to go, I have a couple of serious lifters who are going to hit the gym four times a week. Cause that's their goals are lifting based. But for my workout mamas, we normally have one option for the gym and three at home. Yeah. So depending on what you get in for the week, I would love for you to get four workouts, but that doesn't always happen. If you can get three and then you have more time, by all means, do another one. But this way you have the option based on the day as to what works for you. And sometimes, a lot of the time I'll do three, like I normally do full body workouts. They're just way easier for moms than trying to rock a split. That's not going to happen. Totally. 
Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you'll just end up full- doing like upper body every day yeah. instead of like exactly. So they're all full body workouts, and then I normally <laughs> give them a mini glute circuit that they can do at home, just because the glutes are such stabilizers and help prevent injury and low back pain. Mm-hmm. So sometimes on their extra day, if they have ten minutes, they have a mini glute thing they can rock out in the kitchen or again while kids are playing bubbles or whatever. It's ten minutes long. Most of the workouts are twenty five minutes tops. And truthfully, if they can get through all 25 minutes, it's a win because we all know working out with kids, you're going to have to read a book or change a diaper or yeah. <laughs> pee on the floor. <laughs> yes. So I try to make it as practical as possible mm-hmm. and give options because I don't think that with kids under four, it's rare that you are going to be so structured to a routine every single week, week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think you just have to learn to be adaptable and to kind of roll with what you have. And some days that means a 30 minute jerk workout at the gym. And sometimes that means a 10 minute mini band circuit at home. It is what it is. Definitely. No, I love that. Um, last question that I have for you, how, you know, you were saying that one of the things that you do is you bring your, your girls work out with you. You guys do a lot of stuff outside the gym. How do you have your clients incorporate, especially if they either a have older kids? Cause I know we've been focusing a lot on toddlers cause both of us have toddlers, but what about the ones that have maybe older kids that are like, just, I just want to sit around. I want to play video games. I want to do this. Like, is there anything that you would recommend to those moms that maybe are like, I really just want, I want to get more active, but I also want to start getting them to be more involved. Is there anything that you recommend to those to get their kids moving and being healthier? Yeah, that's sticky to be perfectly honest. Like I would struggle hard if that were the case. I think, and I think with that, I think you have to talk to them. So figure out what their interests are, whether that is dance or biking or running around like a crazy person outside. Maybe they're just getting into running or they're trying a new sport in school that they want to be good at. And I think you need to adjust around them. Mm -hmm. So that might, if they want to take up hiking, hike with them. Yeah. Or literally anything you can do. Sometimes I find with kids getting them in a group environment sometimes helps. Because there's either other kids or other moms, it's a good way to spend time together and you're a little bit more motivated than come hang out in the basement gym with mom and do some resistance bands. Yeah. No, <laughs> Not sure. nearly as cool for like a 10 year boy. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny that you say that. Cause you know, one, I recently read this article. I don't remember where I want to say it was maybe on ACE or something, but they were talking about how to get your children to be more active as they get older. And one of the things that they said was, you know, when they're younger, don't just, a lot of times what we do as parents is we sign them up for like, you know, soccer and we're sitting on the sidelines. So they're not seeing mom being active. And that's why I, and you, I mean, I love that you do this year. I incorporate a lot of health and fitness with my daughter in a fun way. Again, it's not like a, I have to do this. It's like, I want to do this. And it's because I want her to see that I'm doing these things because when she sees it, she wants to do it too versus feeling like, Oh, this is what I do. Mom doesn't do anything or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but it's like this mentality of like, if you're involved, so can you find like an intramural sports program that includes like, it's like mom and me classes or daddy and me classes or something like that, where they can then do it with you. Or I think even practicing at home with them because of that. That's like, cool. I yeah. completely agree with you too. I think that if you're seen doing that, like it's monkey see monkey do, right? Mm-hmm. It just is. I think in that case, like if they are signed up for a sport and it 
does not allow moms to go hang out with them on a soccer field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Making one night a week your practice week with them where you are kicking That's the ball back idea. and forth like and working that. on drills. Like you can get involved in that way too. Mm-hmm. Or going to a park and pitching for them if they're in baseball. Like anything and it's time spent together too. I think that would help a lot. And I think with older kids, this sounds terrible, but I found it works really well for kind of that tween age is to do challenges with them. Mm -hmm. So work yourself, whatever your goal is, whether it's if one of you can get a better time on a 5k or a 3k or however many squats or weight or whatever you kind of want to strive for, but little challenges kind of tend to motivate kids because they want to be better than their parents because you're the parents, you're the old people, right? What can you do? Yeah. So I think sometimes with the tween age, it kind of helps set a fire under them to want to best you at something. I love that. No, I think that's actually, I think that's really smart. Yeah, definitely a really smart idea. Well, Shelby, thank you so much for your time today and for all of the information that you've shared with us. Um, Why don't you just tell our listeners before we wrap this up, how, if they are interested in working with you, finding out more information about your programs, how they can find out more information. Sure. So I run a blog called fitismamabear.com and you can kind of find everything on there. Mm -hmm. And social wise, I feel like I'm everywhere with social sometimes, (laughs) but uh, you can find me on Instagram at fitasamamabear.com, which is where I post kind of all a bunch of at-home workouts along with YouTube that are done in under 15 minutes because let's be honest, it is far too hectic to do anything longer. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Shelby, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, if you're interested in learning more um, about our upcoming fitness and nutrition expert certification program or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert program, you can check us out at fitchicksacademy.com. And um, as well, if you want to check out Shelby's blog post and information, you can just link through to our, from our website as well. All right, Shelby, thank you again so much. Everyone, thank you for listening and we'll see you again next week. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, join us for the upcoming Fitness and Nutrition Expert or our Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.